Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Here we are, Text Talk. Here we are again, moving into Psalm 57 this week. Yeah, that's exactly right, because I think... I think it was just Friday we finished Psalm 56. Psalm 56, and we're just taking them one at a time. Week by week. Yep. All right. We got one down, move to the next one. So we are still dealing with some Psalms, though. We got this uh, kind of theme running through several of these now where, um, you know, David's on the run, and there's enemies, and God's going to save him. And so now we got another one of those settings. There's clearly some connection, I believe, between this psalm, Psalm 57, and the previous. Yeah. First of all, the very first line is essentially the same. Mm -hmm. Even though the English translations often word them differently, be gracious to me, O God, or be merciful merciful, to me, O God, the Hebrew is the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, the previous psalm, the heading placed it at David's time when he went to Gath. Right. This one places it at the time when he hides in the cave. Yeah. There are two cave events in David's life that that are possible, but when I go back to 1 Samuel chapter 21 and I see David in Gath, when he escapes, chapter 22 and verse 1 says Mm -hmm. he escaped to the cave at Adullam. That's right. Which certainly presents, at least as the... if, if those weren't original and we recognize, I mean, I tend to think they are, but if they weren't at the earliest, the earliest commentary is to see these two Psalms as going back to back. Yeah. You know, here was the time in Gath and here's the time, time in, in the, the cave. cave and these things should go together. You know, and I think dovetailing with that view of which cave we're hiding out in at this point, uh, the mention of the peoples here, the mention of the nations, mm. you know, that calls us to the idea of Philistines uh, or at least non-Jews. And uh, so anyway, I I like that view too, and I see how these two psalms go hand in hand. So why don't you read Psalm 57 for us? Psalm 57, I'm going to read from the English Standard today. Psalm 57, to the choir master, according to do not destroy, a mictum of David when he fled from Saul in the cave. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. We have a song that we sing. 
mm-hmm. in our congregation yeah. that comes from this psalm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let yeah. your glory be over all the earth. Yeah. I, I will sing your praise among the peoples and your glory among the nations. We, we sing that. I love that song. Uh, yeah. Is it, and uh, we sing the one about uh, Wake the Dawn with Praises. Oh, we right? also sing that. Yeah. yeah you got some lines the in there with praises. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So some good songs coming out of this. Good songs that speak to our hearts, speak to the Christian uh, experience, as well as David's experience. And David here is seeking a refuge, seeking a real refuge. You know, before you read it, you were reminding us he had to, uh, if I could use the term split, he had to leave out of the Philistine city. Uh, You know, thankfully his insanity ploy worked and he was delivered from that. Uh, But, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire because that puts him on the run again. So here's King Saul and maybe other evil forces uh, chasing him for a time. So back to the caves. Back to caves. Again, there are two cave incidents in David's life that we have recorded. There in 1 Samuel 22, when he leaves Gath, he ends up at the cave of Adullam, and we find David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. Everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him and he became commander over them. And there were with him about 400 men. So in that cave event, we see him starting to become a leader of men. Yeah, the couple, people people needing some deliverance, yes. right? They have many pains and they come to him for help. A couple of chapters later, we find that very well-known story among Bible students in 1 Samuel 24 when David is in the wilderness in Engedi and he hides in the innermost parts of a cave, 1 Samuel 24:3 says, and Saul comes into the cave in order to relieve himself finds himself in a very vulnerable position. Very vulnerable. And the I, I, I struggle with figuring out the practicalities of how this worked, but somehow... Caves are dark places. Caves are dark places. Somehow the soldiers are able to talk to David without Saul hearing, but the, the push is, look, God has delivered Saul into your hands, David. Go ahead and take him out. But mm-hmm. David decides not to because right. Saul is the Lord's anointed. God right. has not commissioned David to execute judgment on Saul. That is that is God's job, not David's job. But he does cut a corner of Saul's garment away from him. And then even that, even that pricks David's conscience. But Saul leaves the cave and then David goes out and calls out to him and lets him know what's happening. And for a time, Saul abandons the chase. Though yeah. He, that he gets back to it. So here are these two cave incidents. I've already given away that I think we're probably talking about the Adullam yeah. cave, but I just wanted to share both of those. But I do think what we find in Psalm 57 is whichever cave we're talking about, the cave was not the real refuge. Yeah, so let's just back up for a second. That When David has to flee the city of the Philistines, he is looking for a refuge. He is looking for a place of protection. He was looking for a refuge when he went to the Philistines. (laughs) That's right. And that one didn't work so well. It didn't work so well, so he's still hunting for a refuge. That's right. Back in Psalm 34, we recognize the mistake, the dishonesty, the struggle, and David learns the lesson. I've got to rely on God. I've got to be honest. I've got to do things God's way. Yeah. But... uh, we would think, well, then get into a cave. <laughs> Go to a cave. They'll have a hard time finding you in there. Absolutely. But as you're saying, and as the psalm says, that's not the actual 
refuge. I imagine in these wildernesses, and you would know more than I, because I've never been there, but these caves, uh, it's probably not, I, I you know, let, let my, idea you of caves, my idea of caves is, yeah. oh, there's Mammoth Cave, there's, so, right. there's, so there's this one really big cave yeah. in one place, as opposed to in a wilderness and in mountains where, where there's lots of different caves. Yes. So it's not like, oh, he's hiding in a cave in this wilderness, oh, I know exactly where he is. No. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have hillsides dotted with caves, caves entrances. And so the sheer number of them helps you to hide, you know, and then the, just the nature of caves. Yeah. How far back in there do they go? How dark does it get? Yeah. You know? What other creatures are in here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but again, the point being that the cave is not the real refuge. Mm -hmm. And even here in 1 Samuel 22, when men start to gather around David, that itself might feel like a refuge. Oh, now I'm now mm -hmm. I'm gathering an army. Now, yeah. on, now I'm gathering people who will fight on my behalf. And yeah. so that can seem to be the real refuge, but that is not the real well, refuge. And it reminds me of one of the Psalms that says that some trust in chariots, mm. right? That they look at the armies or the men around them, and, and that in that power they find refuge. Right. But that's not it. That's not the real refuge. Here in Psalm 57, the refuge is God. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for in you my soul, my life, my very being takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. Now we got wings. I know these last couple of songs, we've been talking about doves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the heading of doves, I wish I was a dove, all of these, these connections. I wonder about this. I want to. I want to take refuge under your wings. This could be simply a picture of a mother bird, a mother hen, gathering right. her chicks. We know that's yeah. a Jesus talked about Jerusalem that way. That is a biblical image that is used to talk about finding protection and refuge. At the same time, I do recall that there there are some special wings in connection with God and mm -hmm. refuge with God. We find when the mercy seat was built that would rest above the Ark of the Covenant kind in the of Holy the, of the Holies. Kind of the lid of uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, right? there were these cherubim mm -hmm. who had wings outstretched so that they would essentially cover the Ark, the mm -hmm. Seat of Atonement. They would reach across the holiest of holies. And so, again, there might be here, and maybe it's a combination of this, just as some a bird would find refuge under the wings of its mother. Here, David gets this picture and even an imagery of being in the Holy of Holies, mm. in the presence of God, protected under the wings of of refuge, of the cherubim, the mighty throne of God, being being there under his protection sure. at his throne under the wings. What a, what a beautiful picture. I'm glad that David doesn't lose his way, that uh, being in the cave, you have the protection of walls, having an army come to you, you have the protection of men and of swords, but he keeps it all in the right perspective, that if God is not his refuge, if God is not his protection, then he is vulnerable and he is going to lose. I need to have God as my refuge, not money. Mm -hmm. I need to have God as my refuge, not my house. Yeah. I need to have God as my refuge, not my job. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that I'm not going to have a job and that I'm not going to have money. And it's not to say that God doesn't use these things. God, God may use the cave to protect David, but God is the refuge. Yeah, that's exactly which right. Which I think was the mistake of going to Gath. 
I'm leaving God's people. I'm leaving God's area that he that he has marked out for his people. I think that was part of the struggle that was going on in that first in, in that bit there. Whereas now it's you know what, God, you're my refuge. I'm not my refuge. It's not my strength. It's not my ability. Which it again, none of that means that I won't take planned, disciplined steps. Mm-hmm. Of personal improvement, uh, the the I, it, it doesn't mean that I don't get a job so that I can provide food, sure. so that I can take care. Of, we are told in the New Testament, if I don't provide for my family financially, I am worse than an unbeliever. Absolutely. And if a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. When it's all said and done, though, why do I have? blessing through the ability to work and provide for the family. It's because of God. Absolutely. Which means as I'm pursuing that job, I make sure that my job accords with godliness. Mm -hmm. I I don't get involved in jobs where I'm promoting drunkenness or immorality. I'm I'm not going to be the the card dealer at the gambling table. I'm not going to be the the bartender. I'm not going to be... Did you you say car dealer or card dealer? Card dealer. Dealer, okay. card, card yeah. dealer at the right. gambling table. Yes. And if you're a car dealer, just be honest. And if you're, <laughs> that's exactly right. At the same time, while there are certain, I guess I'm going down a tangent here real quick. There are certain jobs that we look at and say, look, that job itself is 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 not a job a Christian should be involved in. I think at the same time, there's all jobs we should conduct them in ways that are godly. And yes. if, if I'm going to be a part of a job where you know, you know maybe I'm a lawyer. And my job is rather than to help people honor their commitments and keep their word and let their yes be yes and their no be no, rather to help them find loopholes so they can get out of keeping their commitments, mm. I'm, I'm pursuing a job in an ungodly way. Yeah. And again, it's because, well, I got to make money. I got to put food on the table. What? But God is our refuge, right. not just having a job. So when I let God be my refuge, I use those gifts, whether it's the caves or the houses, the clothes or the money, the job, the relationships, the armies, I use them in a way that brings glory to God. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us for Text Talk today. Uh, be sure to send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or jump over to the uh, Facebook group discussion, the Paths of Righteousness, as we're reading these things. There's a lot to be praising God for here in this psalm, particularly His mercy, that we can trust Him. He is our refuge. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for being our refuge. Thank you, Father, that we find protection uh, in you as wings covering over us. But we thank you, Father, that you are open to receiving us and inviting us to know you and and, and to be with you and, and to take your refuge. God, you are gracious and you are merciful. We pray that you would be merciful to us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward.
birds shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.